What's up, everyone? This is Sam and Maddie from the HB Hose. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. If you are a slut for HBO shows, then you found the right place to yeah. discuss all your theories and everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. So today we are starting off talking about House of the Dragon, of course. Uh, Maddie and I have been huge Game of Thrones fans from the very beginning. So this was very, very nice for us to yeah. see. I'm glad we're back into this world. Yeah, um, no brainer for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that's similar. There's a lot that I picked up on that I think is going to be different about this series. Um, specifically, one of the best things, though, was the opening uh where uh, Raman Jawadi, who was the one who did the original score for Game of Thrones, is also in this. Uh, he's doing all of the music for this one too. And they brought back some of the, you know, the Game of Thrones themes throughout this episode. So I was really excited yes. because I am a soundtrack whore. Yeah, I saw <laughs> the music. I definitely peeped the music. Um, I thought there was, and, and you know, I think we both knew this. They were going to do a lot of odes to the original series, which is nice yep. for yep. all of us. I think we all like that kind of poetic referencing. We've yep. talked about that a lot. Um, so yeah, I think the music was really good. It was fun. It was like the same but different, and I'm sure it's going to be good going forward. Yeah, definitely. the The opening scene it was. Um, it was something that it was it was what an original Daenerys theme was from Game of Thrones and then they changed it a little bit and it's when um Rhaenyra was she she first comes in on her dragon that was like the outside of the so the one thing that was different and this I think annoyed both Maddie and I is the the opening credits being a narration and you know fucking star wars warding and i couldn't stand it because it was something that the original writers um, of game of thrones said that they would never do is like any kind of like context narration and you know flashbacks and all that and i really loved that about them that they they use dialogue and actual action in the shows to you know to tell the story they didn't rely on narration so the whole series opening with someone narrating where we were at, I understand that it's, it might've been necessary and it was nice to immediately know where we were in this world, but it's, yeah. I fucking hated it. I did not like it. I felt like the text was tacky. It was. I, that it might was. be an unpopular opinion. And I, and I kind of agree with you. Like, being placed in the chronology I'm like oh okay cool we get it 172 years before the Mad King had Daenerys I think we would have picked up on that later um or if yeah, not like right away never, yeah we've we know we know really it's a prequel needed. yeah 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 so like we've never really needed that and I get that like Game of Thrones was a whole new world and now a lot of us are coming back to this world in a different time. So like I said, it might've been necessary, but I think context clues throughout would have led us there anyways. That's the Game of Thrones style. So that was yes. one thing that I was like, it's completely different writing in this show. Like, and we're gonna see some big differences between yes. this, this series and then the like OG Game of Thrones. Which is fine. I mean, like, you know, I guess like let somebody else 
have like the steering wheel absolutely especially after the last fucking season oh, <laughs> of game of thrones I so don't like, talk about if it. those two men <laughs> came back as much and i really did love i really do love and appreciate like hats off to everything that they were able to do because i mean game of thrones was incredible through and through but um yeah i'm really excited to see where someone else picks off with you know the baton so yeah okay so speaking of kicking off like I want to just say like it was so nice also in the opening um just introducing and I expected them to do this if they didn't I would have been mad uh the dragon like swooping in flying around I was like great love to see it want to see more yeah you know like I thought they really that was so nice I know. I'm like, I actually am curious what the budget is for this show or was for this season versus, because I just remember watching all of the inside the episodes of Game of Thrones and how they were like, oh, it costs so much money. Make all the dragons and CGI. And I'm like, this show is nothing but fucking CGI. It's going to be nothing with dragons. So I'm curious, like, did they like, uh, did HBO like seriously up the ante for this one? But that was really nice. It was nostalgic really was my first feeling was nostalgic. And then even throughout hearing the different family names like Tarly and Hightower and all of these things that we knew, I was like, oh, we're back, we're back. Yeah, it is nice, (laughs) it is nice. Um, Speaking of names, so, (laughs) you know, Rhaenerys, that's the daughter or the aunt? Rhaenys is the aunt and Rhaenyra's okay. the daughter. Ren- yeah, Rhaenyra's the daughter. She gets off of the dragon and, um, you know, I think they did a good job casting. It's very reminiscent of Daenerys. Yes. And, you know, we love a good nickname and these are hard names to identify the people. So for me, Baby D. <laughs> Baby, Baby D. D. Baby D. I mean, it works. It's a little bit easier, but yeah, if I ever call her that, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I love her attitude. It it was giving strong. Yes. And I love to see that, you know, in a woman. And I have to say, like, it is nice. And I think we knew it before. <laughs> Not that early on in Game of Thrones, but like going to be a women dominated series mm-hmm. it's you know she's the lead and it's apparent it's I'm just very excited you know I we're women yeah it is it's, nice it is nice because we especially what I'm kind of worried about is that by the end of the episode she is basically the one that comes into power over Damon who is the uncle and the prince before this Mm-hmm. um Daenerys her story arc in the original was struggle 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 until finally she got power right so right. Rhaenerys getting power so quickly I'm like oh fuck okay this is like this is destined to be a rocky ass road for you girly you know what I mean like she, well, she's Damon is... going through it yeah Damon's a little wild like you know who I, he, he reminds me of though I love him but he reminds me of fucking Loki in a in a weird yes he does, he sense. does. he also talks like someone and I couldn't put my finger on it. it was bothering the fuck out of me but um somebody in original GOT he he just speaks like them and I'm like if I close my eyes maybe I can picture who he reminds me of so much but 
Loki for sure. Fucking god of chaos. Like hundred yes. percent. He's a trickster. Like you, I I don't know. Like he knows definitely how to play the fence. Yes. Um, he can be manipulative and like I oh, oh man, charming, and he's all of it. He's all of it. Yeah. He yeah. He's me, gonna be wild. Yeah. He gives me chaotic good because I ultimately do think that he is incredibly loyal. He is looking out for his brother, who is the king, who's hand is a cunt so i'm just gonna throw that out he is gonna be the little finger but with a bad personality you know what i mean like just the less the less charming little at finger. least little finger had an entertaining personality exactly no, he's, he's gonna be like the you know the little toe that's what i'm gonna call him because Ooh, period <laughs> uh but yeah no but and then uh he Damon sees it he's like yeah I see right through this man and Mm -hmm. you know so I think that Damon has ultimately really good intentions I think he's very loyal to his family but I think his what you know he's probably just going to be pushed to like the absolute limit in this show yeah and I just want to say too like something that I don't know like the women in the Targaryen family and this is just like maybe a hunch and I, we can get there a little bit later, but just like the women in the Targaryen family are powerful. And that's something to note. Like it comes very naturally and easy for them. And I think that's really interesting compared to the men in the family. Like they, I think that like we're seeing a trend of like more of a power struggle yeah. with the men in the Targaryen family. I don't know if that's true for all of the lineage. Like these are just guesses. I didn't read the books. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going off of what we already know about the Targaryens and, Mm -hmm. you know, and they've had uh, like obviously a pretty successful past, but not without issues. And then I think it being, you know, our first intro into this, this generation um, Mm -hmm. or these couple generations that are, yeah, uh, living together, ruling together with her coming immediately like the the struggle of having a male heir through all the years you know they talked about the how you know how that was just a detriment on the entire family but then with her coming into power I think yeah it's definitely going to be something that's that's like it's it's going to be the classic male struggle you know but she you're right and I think that with we've seen it with with Daenerys and um and now with Rain heiress and with her, even her mother and the aunt that was yeah, Rain is yeah. Also, like she was a very um she was like a high contender. She they yeah. only, you know, they said it like they only considered two really out of the 14 that they were considering to be the heir. Um, which means she, you know, like, yes, I know it's blood, but it's also like she could have done it. Yeah. And they were well, absolutely considering absolutely. it. So, I mean, and the thing is like politically, you know, you have to put yourself in that time and they had never had a queen on the throne that was elected to be there. Um, and so it's like, it's not necessarily even about who the family thinks is the best. It's who they can prove that, you know, to the public is the best and most suited. So that's where there would be a huge struggle when it comes to like actual Westeros and and the public. But um, with them, you know, yeah, I think that we're definitely going to see that. And I am, I'm hoping that through all of it, we know that there's going to be conflict with Damon. 
Um, there's going to be conflict with the whole family and with others for sure. I hope that, you know, we did see a lot of like this really nice camaraderie between Rhaenyras and Damon in the beginning of the episode. And I hope that, you know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we can beat each other up, but we'll still like smile at each other after. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we can she still can fight a little bit. with him well yes. at, for being younger. I felt like the, when they were speaking in like their native tongue, uh, it was, I don't know she wasn't scared and she was just like yeah like don't worry about it like I can handle him yeah you know and like he he didn't seem threatening uh I did get a little bit like I mean I don't know if this is just like PTSD from Game of Thrones I was like please no incest right away oh my god I really really when, like, that's the what necklace like. that's what it looked like it that I was yeah. like we're gonna fuck right here they're about well, to fuck yeah it, and like you know it's like the power thing whatever he's older she's smaller younger but also like I think she's underage so I don't know if like they could do that I, I don't know in real life but I mean in the show I'm like is that did I don't know if they ever showed that in the in Game of Thrones like what do you mean like underage yeah which is thank god but well, you mean you like know. underage like like any pedophilia or anything like they didn't show well, I mean, that the right thing is, is like we never really knew anybody's age but like if I think about like Sansa and Ramses they oh were yeah definitely Fuck. under like 18 but that wasn't age wasn't even like a consideration back then you know what I mean it's not in the times yeah but, like, yeah so like really and then a lot of the times like men would end up taking wives that were like half their age or yeah know. yeah that's, so, that's so I don't think that like I didn't think that that was gonna be a factor at all I was but the way that I don't know what it is I know that they they made it like that for a reason they have those two actors have a lot of chemistry and that scene felt sexual it, it was didn't the kind feel of like, like it felt TV. like I'm gonna challenge you a little bit you know, but in yeah, like a yeah. very kind of flirty way. And even the, the way she was looking at him when he was jousting, it was like, you could tell that the, she, he has like a special place in her heart and whether that's like a crush in a crush way, or if it's in like a, I really admire this man way, we don't know yet, mm -hmm. but I can see it happening. I can see them both fighting for the throne and then fucking <laughs> a lot <laughs> oh my god or maybe oh. that's just like my own fantasy I'm like if I was her nah, it's incest and it's disgusting right but it's a sign of the times they were all doing yeah. it because I was thinking, right it's the royal bloodline like exactly. they keep and it like, in is yes her mom is also white of hair so I'm like right. she was the also a Targaryen that you know yeah and I'm wondering actually that's such a good point like later on you know she says in the tub uh you know she doesn't want to continue having babies be because it's been a struggle like she's had some hard times um and I'm wondering if that's because of like the incestual like patterns as well yeah, yeah I mean yeah. it could be Mm -hmm. that's you know that's for science uh but regardless yeah. yes <laughs> like they do keep it in like the the royalties and yeah the the silver hair all of that um by the way let's just take a quick rewind I think we should just do a little formal introduction of the immediate family that we do know already the king oh yes <laughs> um I already forgot his name but we've got him we've got the queen Emma mm -hmm. uh who's having the baby we've got the daughter Rhaenyra's 
Mm-hmm. And we've got the Uncle Damon. Those are yeah, like the yeah. main the Targaryens king, at the moment. Viserys. He's Viserys the first. There That's have been the king? At, yes. There have been other okay. after him. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. so in case yeah, so that's the, like, what the hell. Yeah, and then the aunt is Rainus. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um yeah, so we started a list of the cast members. It's it's episode one. You know, cut us some fucking slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get better. Know, it's, it's all Targaryen names. So it's like it's easy when it's like fucking Eddard and like and then Aegon because they're totally different origin yes. sounding. So, you know, it's it was easy to easier to catch on in Game of Thrones because they all had different things. And these are all like they all end in like with a YS. So um <laughs> or an yes. O-N. <laughs> yes. Uh but I just want to also say this, something that I had picked up on a little bit throughout the episode and actually more than a little bit. It was like a lot of fucking bit. Um, so introducing Alicent, which I yes. think is uh Rhaenyra's like bestie. Yeah, that's the like her main fucking bitch, A1 from day one bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um who is well yeah that sucked but who is um the daughter of the right hand of the king yeah the hand of the king yep yep okay so the right hand of the king (laughs) right hand Uh, man man hell yeah makes sense uh so i am just picking up on the lesbianist vibes it was I mean, they're besties, but like there were some moments like when they were in the park and she didn't want to study and she was just kind of like answering assholey. And and she says to her, she's like, you know, you're always like this when you're worried. And she says like, what? And she's like, disagreeable. Yes. Loved it. To me, it just felt like almost romantic in the realness. I was like, oh, this bitch is like flaming you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of caught that too. I was like, okay, they are very, very, it kind of reminded me of Daenerys and um, shit. Uh, oh, shit. Melisandre. Yeah. No, that's not it. Shit, that's not it. Nope, nope. That yeah, was I think that is it. No, 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 no. It was, uh, nope. Fuck. Well, we all know who I'm talking about. I, yeah, I the really cute girl that was in love with Grey Worm. Yes, yeah. Um, Misande, that's her name. Nope. Don't think that's it either. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we know. I'm not going to waste any more time. We'll, we'll on this. put it down. We'll put it down in the description. <laughs> yeah. We got to do a refresher. It's been a while. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to remember. Okay. Anyways, anyways, I'm going to let it go. Uh, it reminds me of okay. that. Just that like really, really good like kinship with one another, um, which I'm happy about. I know point. that that's going to be tested 100% just by the end of the episode. Um, oh. What's her name? Alificent? What is her name? Allison. So Allison. it's like Alice. But with yep. Um, okay, so her dad, Hand of the King, sends her to comfort him mm-hmm. in a pretty dress in his, you know, chamber. In her setting. mother's dress, yes. yes. So clearly trying to get, you know, her to seduce him because this man wants power. And Damon even said it himself, like, He's the second son of, uh, you know, of a family. He has no claim to anything. He, all he can be in this world is something that he makes himself, which is very little finger. Very, yes. I'm going to call him big toe. Actually, he's yes. big toe. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that friendship between the two of them is very, it's going to be tested, especially if the, if Viserys, the king kind of falls for it and they end up having a relationship. Like, oh, he's definitely going to, because she was smart. She did not want to have sex with him. So she brought a book mm -hmm. and she was like, listen, you know, I, I brought a book. I thought you might want to be comfortable. And she also said the the most right thing because she's young and and like true of heart yeah and she just lost like, her mom she just yeah lost and she's like all I wanted was someone to say that they were sorry and I'm so sorry for mm -hmm. you your grace and like honestly it was like so concise and quick but I felt like it was very powerful and I think that he noticed it right away it was like he grasped it and just kind of like looked down and like continued she probably read the book and like they're gonna have more time like that which yeah. is gonna make him well, they're also very close like so basically in those situations from what I'm remembering of the court in King's Landing they're all very close and mm -hmm. I, they might even all like so I don't know exactly if they're in the same like castle that like Cersei was in the whole time. Um, but I know that, you know, her court or like Joffrey's court when he was there, they were all very close. I don't know if they all live in the same castle, like the Grand Maester, the Hand of the King, the Master of Coin, et cetera. Um, they're all very close. So nonetheless, her being the daughter of the Hand of the King, who is the, the closest ally, the close, it's basically the consultant to the King she's going to be around all the time. She always is yeah. already. So if they start to develop, you know, some sort of relationship, it's going to blossom because they have so much time, you know, they spend so much time together. But I think that that's definitely going to come in between because then what happens if Viserys wants to try having a child with her and, it, mm -hmm. you know, try having a male heir with her, then it's kind of ripping the the throne away from Rhaenerys, right? So that's uh, it, right. like- giving her that that sense of like power especially because she knows like I'm not a son my dad always wanted a son I'll never be looked at like that but that's fine she was okay with it him right. giving it to her her feeling very proud and then having it being ripped away if he tries to have an heir with a younger girl you know that it's going to cause a whole lot of drama yeah um I also do want to say that you know this is kind of like a not foreshadowing, but like when I think of Game of Thrones and Daenerys, there was never a mention of there being a queen Targaryen on the throne at ever, like ever before in history. I think that that would be something that Daenerys would like really hold on to and like try to strive yeah. to be, but she wanted to be the first. So I, I think that's a foreshadow that it's not really going to work out for Daenerys, like in throne wise. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. But they, spoiler alert, you already know, you're listening to this fucking spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking get out of here if you haven't yeah. seen Game of Thrones. What the fuck are you doing here? Good <laughs> ass. Um, but we do know that she does get the throne. I mean, like they're going through the, what is it? The coronation process? Well, yeah, but that's only oh, when he dies. So only when he dies or when he like falls ill. And if, so mm -hmm. like in the case, it's basically a will and testament right. like saying this is the person that I'm testifying should sit on the throne oh, if something should happen. That puts a clock on Damon and Rhaenerys' relationship. That's so sad. 100% it does. 
And, and then not only that, but then Viserys just banished Damon and was like, well, you have a wife over in some fucking yeah. swampy runestone, I think. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I'm assuming it's not great because we know, I know the Game of Thrones map like fucking the back of my hand. <laughs> so I'm like, never heard of that. It's probably swamp wasteland, like the Everglades. My God, wait, Westeros. you know that game that you play? I just want to boost it real quick. What's the name of it? Uh, Geo. Geomaster? Geoguesser. Ge- oh, Geoguesser. They yeah. should make the Game of Thrones map. You're welcome. Uh, if you do that, we have this reported. We will sue you if you do this without us. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fucking But please do it. But please do it because we um, play. Yeah, fucking kill it. Uh, but yeah, so I've never heard of this place. It's the Everglades of Westeros. No one wants to fucking be there. Um, and so I'm like, and then he doesn't really talk highly of his wife. I'm assuming that he's oh. really not in love with her. I want to know what she, I'm really curious about who he she is. He said that sheeps are prettier than the bitches <laughs> in Runestone. And I was like, no, dude, that's, honestly, I would divorce him so fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't give a shit if you're royal. Yeah. Uh, he, he uh, I mean, I guess you can't do that back in the day. Like they were probably, you know, marrying for land and power and names and whatever. But um, regardless, he's a fucking womanizer, of course. Fucking these hoes, you know. Um, also, let's just talk about Damon. I think some big moments like he was fucking, you know, again, Loki, unpredictable, chaotic. You know, he led the his little night watch army into the city and punished sinners. Which is actually really fun that that was the beginning of the city watch because the city watch played a big role in King's Landing and Game of Thrones. So it, it's it's. I mean, are they cops? Basically, yeah, they're basically like oh. fucking neighborhood watch, you know, but like brutal. Uh, yeah, not here. But they're the Damn, ones that like nine hundred BC. Ain't never met a good cop. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, but you know, so yeah, he he obviously excellent leader. Um, very charismatic. I personally love him. I and in a way of a character, like he has so much good and so much bad potential that like that it just makes him so interesting like I'm yeah, really, so really excited about him another bad thing that he did in this episode oh by the way he also got out of that because he was able to be manipulative and also he's you know the brother of the king so he's got a lot of pardon um but then they do the tournament and he does the joke thing and he chooses oh yeah he, he would have died on sight if he wasn't who he was yeah, he he chooses the hand of the king's son to joust, yes, which was hilarious. I was like, "This is, of course you did, of course you did." And even Viserys laughed because it's yes. like, you know, he's gonna push your buttons. But like, I love that. I love that. Give me that like Sagittarius energy, you know? Oh like, my <laughs> fucking god! Yeah, yeah. Sag. Oh my god, a sag man. It's such a sad. Um, so for the, well, you guys wouldn't know this as listeners, but Maddie and I, uh, during Game of Thrones made an entire chart, basically of every single character that had a first and last name and what their Zodiacs would probably be. And I'm very, yeah, we broke it down by family tree. Yeah, it was, it was an excellent, excellent thing. So, um, but nonetheless, big Sag energy from this man, 
is fucking radiating with just like crazy comment. But then we do see that vulnerable side where he's with, is it a prostitute? I don't know, like his little girly friend. In the yeah, city. yeah. Um, she kind of reminds me of um, who was the one with? The oh my movie? gosh, no. Who was the little guy in the uh, Tyrion? Yeah, who was his and girl? Shay. Yeah, she reminds me of Shay. Well, yeah, that's why. It's like the it didn't seem like it was just a prostitute, like a one-time prostitute. It seemed yeah. like she was his regular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so he couldn't finish and then she goes and hugs him and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, okay, well, he's got some shit, you know, like he's. Yeah, I mean, if you're royal, I guess you do. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, always get a nut off, right? Like sometimes you just got to cry. <laughs> it's um, all right. It's all right. Different kind of orgasm people. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so I. <laughs> what else did he do I know he did something else um in the episode we'll come back to him yeah um I do want to say that I really like all the characters so far um I really like Rhaenyra's a lot I there's something about her that I just think is like just really cool and level-headed and smart and so I think that she's going to be a good person to follow. She's clear, the clear protagonist in, in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that she's going to go through a lot of trials and tribulations through this because she's a woman and because she's young and, you know, all of that. Uh, but yeah, all the characters, I really love them. The, the one things that I want to talk about were the, first of all, the costumes. Incredible, incredible. The, my favorite look in so long um was her uh coronation look where she yeah. she looked fucking stunning like jaw like i couldn't even believe it. i was like wow she it's she looked stunning and then damon's jousting look like even the yes. uh, the horse's helmet yes. was like a dragon head and i yes. was like yeah this is just bad fucking ass like um thank you for bringing up the jousting because there was one other point that I wanted to make about about yes I forgot that he also chose the Dornish guy to joust and of course I already they foreshadowed it that he was gonna be a baddie and I was like okay cool you're gonna fucks with him like you're you're not gonna die it's cool um you know then he asks for her little blessing and I was like, oh, wait, this is giving, like, it was, it was giving, let's be honest. And I was like, oh, it's just giving LGBT. Like, this bitch is just sexual. She's fluid as fuck. I, that would, I don't know. Like, we had some um, gay relationships in Game of Thrones. Who was, who was the, the like, cute prince? Oh, um, it was. Marjorie's brother. Yes. Uh, his name was Loris. And oh. he was with the Baratheon. Um, yes. Renly. Renly and Loris were the yes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if there were any other. Um... Yes. Um, the uh, Yara Greyjoy was gay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. I feel like it was so cool that they opened. To me, it felt like very fluid. I was like, oh, Rhaenyra's is like, she's just like, yo, bitch, like, I'll do what the fuck I want. Like, I'm royalty. I like yeah. who I like who I like. 
Yeah. And she wasn't really in line to like take over a throne or anything. So it wasn't like, you know, she had to be like, you know, very specific, you know, like Mm -hmm. there wasn't like a set path because when you're in that position of like ultimate power, you know, you have to like, you have to do it for looks more than anything. Um, but yeah, no. And then if we think about like the actual, like if this was real and they, they do a really good job of like the details being what was probably realistic for, you know, a specific time period. Um, they were all fluid as fuck. All of them. Like, yes, every single one of them, they just liked to have sex. Like it didn't matter with who or what, or, you know, (laughs) whatever, like it was just like, anything goes, yeah, you know, no, so- it's very, very human. It's very like reminiscent. I think even of olden times, like we know that like the Greeks and Romans, especially like the men, they had younger men, like, you know, as I don't know, for lack of better term, like not concubine, but you know, it's they have relations. Yes. You know, yeah. so, and I think that like, again, it's all very human. I feel like aliens came down, we'd be like, yeah, what up? We fuck. <laughs> so like- <laughs> Exactly. It's it's very well done. Yeah. So there is a lot of like, I think like judgment, you know, there's definitely like in Game of Thrones, we saw quite a bit of like toxic masculinity, especially from specific regions, like Mm -hmm. the Ironborns, for example, were the Dornish didn't give a fuck. No, they didn't at all. And that was, yeah, that was really, oh, that was another thing is, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. What's his name? He fluid as fuck was so hot. Oberon. Yes. Oberon. Yep. He, um, God, so hot, just the fluidity in that. So, and I think that, yeah. you know, with them, they're from Valyria. I don't know how exactly that was, but I mean, we do know that the Dornish are like notoriously free people. So, yes. um, I don't know. I'm excited to see this Dornish guy. We only saw him for like a split second and I was like, oof, okay. He was fine. Yes. Nah, he was yes. good looking. One thing about Game of Thrones, they go and come out in the first episode with some horrible death and with some sex. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of, I just want to say sex one was underwhelming, the Damon sex. Like it just, you know, I understand it was supposed to be. It was like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to get off, but like I was like, Well, I think it's those? because it was the first episode. I honestly feel like the the horrific death was like the bigger point because I just literally going back to the first episode of the first season of Game of Thrones, one of the most crazy things, and this wasn't death, but we didn't know until the second episode, but fucking Bran, yeah. Jamie pushes Bran out the window and it was yeah. shocking. And like, I don't know, I feel like the- um, Wouldn't that the, have been crazy if it was uh, Rhaenerys and- and Damon that did have sex and it was just like oh this is another incestual thing like Jamie and Cersei and <sighs> you know it's like Game of Thrones season one episode one um yeah, yeah and the but, Lannisters did have blonde hair so like you know exactly exactly yeah a little um, reminiscent yeah no but there there's definitely like a lot of parallels that I've been seeing too just with the way that things are kind of unfolding I think that this one was a little bit well no I was gonna say like grounded and mellow but that's not true now that I'm thinking about everything that did happen in this episode it's pretty much right on track with it's gonna be fucking nuts and it's gonna be yes. bloodshed and speaking 
sorry uh speaking of things that are reminiscent i do have to say one thing that this pleased me a lot um I do think I understand the reason for it though. Like there were some scenes that were very dark. Mm -hmm. And I do remember that from like the last few episodes of the last season of Game of Thrones. And like, we were all like, bro, like the scenes were too dark. Like you, they weren't lit well. And I get it. They were like in the cold of night in war and these different things. But, and I think even in these scenes where I did see that happen, it's because they were, sieging the city so like they're not going to show people being like dismembered and disfigured like that all the time I mean yeah they showed some stuff but like this is the first episode so like I do think they darkened some of those like more graphic scenes and I was like wait I feel like I can't see what's going on so that um yeah just like that kind of irked to me a little bit yeah I kind of got that too for specifically with the the city watch raid um Mm -hmm you know, we got the gist of what was happening, but I think what they did was they cut off a dick at one point and it did not look like a dick after it was cut off. It was weird. It looked like a tongue. Yeah. Cause it was super bloody and the scene was dark. It was very dark. And like, honestly, I'm like, please don't make the same mistake of having an incredibly dark, like, especially fighting scenes. Like we want to see what's happening. We hear it. We're anxious already. Like we're ready. You know, we want to see what's going on. Um, adding like that kind of dark overlay to it or not having enough light in general is, you know, it just makes it all the more like unreassuring. Like I remember feeling like that, especially um, during the, you know, the cold war with the night King, the night King war. And everyone had the same thoughts. We were so prepared to see this and we didn't see anything that was going on. (laughs) So it was like, we were just hearing looking at darkness and hearing the sounds and maybe they did it on purpose because it drove me crazy and it, it got me so well, it does leave room for the imagination right like so maybe they don't want to depict it fully so that you can kind of imagine which is reminiscent of like a book you know because like yeah. it, I know that some people have a harder time visualizing but like that's what books are like you visualize characters and things so like I don't know maybe in that sense they're like leaving a little bit of like ambiguousness for for the uh viewer to just kind of have fun with it in their own way um I would prefer to see it because I think that like the story is very very guided already yeah it's very detailed so like to miss out on some of this and like they have a great opportunity to show a lot of action Mm -hmm. I know Game of Thrones is more about the story but like why not I don't know maybe it's a budget thing but like, I, I would explore I that avenue if I could. Yeah, it definitely could be because they, they're showing like a fuck ton of dragons. So I'm like, that's where all the CG is actually going. Probably it's like those moments. Yeah. Um, so like, I know, and one thing that like we, I want to keep watch of too, is that I know that just from the interviews that I've seen with George R. R. Martin, um, the dragons are characters in themselves and each person has mm-hmm basically a designated dragon so those are important um so you know knowing them and what they look like because there's some that are like way smaller than others at the end of the episode we saw a fucking huge one and but then we like I think um the two that we've seen like during the episode are are kind of smaller but nonetheless that's just you know something to 
in like the weeks ahead to you know yeah I don't think we got a lot of information about them in this one it was like a quick intro which is great love to see it and I'm glad that we saw like multiple I think like this is house of dragons we need to see the dragons yes um but we'll get more of their personality uh in future episodes and um by the way I just wanted to you know mention this quickly big moment in the episode uh notable moment very very triggering very moving um you know Emma's pregnancy we didn't talk about it. She she goes breach while they're having the tournament. They call the king back and um, basically they tell the king that he has to make a decision, either save one of them or save both of them. And I, I already knew what that meant. And, you know, we we kind of discussed that it had been foreshadowed a bit. You know, when she's in yeah. the tub, she tells the king, you know, yeah, how she feels about like, having more kids. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, we talked on the phone before this and I was like almost trembling. So we won't keep it too long. We'll keep it brief, but they do yeah. perform a cesarean on her, uh, to, I don't even know if it would be considered a cesarean. That well, was there's their version of it in a medieval, you know, basically yeah. times, um, yeah. but they cut into her belly. But the thing that made, first of all, it was graphic. And it was disturbing, but the thing that hurt me the most, I think, was, you know, the king didn't speak to her, and they were very close. Like, he, it wasn't just like, oh, this is my fucking queen and bear me a son. Like, he loved her. Yeah, he did. So It really, really pissed me off that they didn't do her the service. Like, even as a friend, I'm like, yeah, I get it, you're a man, this is a patriarchy, you know, you're the king, but like, you should have said something before you did that, whether or not she was still going to fight you, like, you should have been like, I'm sorry, honey, like, I want to save this baby. Yeah, but I think like, on the other hand, not that you're wrong, I think that the whole thing was tragic. I don't know if I was him, if I would have gone about it any differently, because I, you know, would you rather know that you're about to die before you're about to die? Or would you rather... You know what I mean? Like, I think that maybe he was hoping that she, and the, the, the shittiest part was that she realized what was happening before it happened. And yes. that was horrible. If she didn't, if she wouldn't have rolled over, if she wouldn't have seen what they were doing, then she w- wouldn't have even known, known it was coming. So I think that that was the shitty part is that she, she did know that it was coming, you know, yeah. what it did. so I think that, you know, maybe he was trying to avoid that heartache before she died we knew that she was gonna die so you know die ignorantly and blissful if you can't I mean there was nothing yeah I I, like the whole thing was really really shitty I feel horrible for him for being the one that has to make that decision too I have no idea what I in that situation yeah and I think you know uh the tragedy continues like I guess it's the Targaryen way like they are tragic but like I think (laughs) another thing that sucked for us like as modern people and that understands like the dangers of these things like I don't know how long it took for him to make that decision or how long it took for them to notify the king like that the baby was breached if they didn't handle it right away like we all knew that the baby was going to die too no matter what they did yeah because it was probably already in there like for too long before they could do anything about it so it was tragic and I think 
the the most fucked up thing for me besides that because I cried hard yeah for that scene but like after that hearing you know what Damon said about it was air for a day bruh I would have had his head I don't nah you're done yeah yeah um yeah yeah it was bad stupid it was really dumb but you know I think that he I I don't whatever that was fucking dumb I'm not even gonna try to like justify or like understand where he was coming from I think he was just you know talking big shit at the bar of course and you know of course um, and that, I mean, and that's ultimately like his mouth got him in trouble and that's why he was banished and the throne was ultimately taken away from him. Um, so, I mean, he, he yeah. has to deal with the consequences now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about was the, this is like, was my notable moment and gave me the most joy was when it was right before Viserys tells Rhaenerys that, um, he wants to to coronate her basically and give her the you know the throne um he's telling her they're standing in front of the dragon skull and you know you know that they're in like the crypts of the castle because that's where all the the dragon skulls are 172 or 76 years later however long but he's sitting there and he's like look at the dragon what do you think it means and then he's talking about um Aegon I believe back in Valyria had a vision of a song of ice and fire and you know just was talking about basically the um <clears throat> the night king and all of that which was really cute to mention that because I'm like oh 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 they're talking about it like I got really yes. excited but then the whole time he's doing it he's holding the dagger that was in every season of game of thrones at some point traveled all the way it was it was used to try to kill bran in the very beginning it was the reason why the Starks and the Lannisters even started fighting because they thought it was Tyrion's blade, you know, et cetera. It literally changed the course of history in Game of Thrones 170 odd years later. And then it was the, um, what Littlefinger gave back to Bran at the end, what Bran ultimately gave to Arya and Arya still has with her wherever she decided to sail off to. So I thought that that was really cool because I was like, okay, we're seeing the very beginning of this blade that literally changes history. And it'll probably change history again throughout this series. Yeah, no, it's definitely foreshadowing that. I'm not going to doubt it at all. Yeah, it was was so nice. And I'm like, okay, there's there's Easter eggs all everywhere. And I love it because I'm like, the details are there. George R.R. Martin is such a fantastic storyteller that of course they are going to be there. So those little things... I really loved like as they're coming out because you know diehard yeah. Game of Thrones gal over here. So it's it's I really- love, yeah, I love that the blade is just like bewitched. But basically it's got a life, it's got its own life path. Like it's yeah, it's a character. Like it, it exactly it is. I'm pretty sure there it has a name. Normally, all of the weapons, especially the really high valued weapons have names, like all the swords have their own. But right now we'll call it baby Excalibur because yes, you know basically that's yes. the only one that we know. <laughs> yes. Um so that was that was really cool hearing the you know the Game of Thrones plot being told by the king holding the dagger in the the dungeons with the dragon skulls, etc. Like it was all just very rounded 
So that, that was my, my big moment from this episode. And I'm excited to see what other things they're going to be dropping in and out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I also wanted to just talk about like an overarching theory. I mentioned it a little bit in the beginning, just about like the Targaryen women. Um, another thing that I wanted to say is I think that the reason they always have struggles with men is because like the Targaryen family is destined for women. Like, I just have that. I mean, I don't like this isn't a theory. It's not a plot, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, like no wonder like Emma had a hard time. Like she like had a few stillborns and like lost it one or something like that. So I'm like, oh, like, they're just not supposed to have men. Like, and if they do, I don't know, like, the the men are just, they have a much harder time in the Targaryen family than the women do. The women are really the stronghold. They're the leaders. Yeah, Um, I saw that with, like, from what we know of immediate Daenerys, uh, history, you know, obviously her and her brother, he was a fucking nut job. And then her dad was also a nut job. And she was the only one that escaped insanity basically outside of, you know, John right. dad. Right. And I think um in the beginning of the series of this episode, they do say Jairus, who was like the first king, he ruled in peace for 60 years. So it's not all the men, but like the men have we seen any women in the Targaryen go crazy at all that we know of even in Game of Thrones no so like there is something in the men like that they struggle with more yeah it's that and I think that's very interesting (laughs) it's the chromosome it's got all the crazy in it it's true it's true (laughs) oh god uh we're not feminazis we're sorry yeah no we're not and honestly I you know I really like Viserys as a character I really like Damon as As a a king too yeah I think he's a good king great king and I think he's fair and you know and even um yeah so so I I just remembered um it was Rhaegar I believe was Daenerys's uncle the one that used to walk around downtown King's Landing and sing and you know very good he was John's actual dad um and uh yeah so he he was good too and he just kind of that was just like a star cross lover kind of moment uh but nonetheless there there have been really good men that we've heard of and really triumphant men in the family um maybe it's just you know the men get like sick with power maybe that's what keeps happening and then obviously we know that or it's paranoid with power yeah what or paranoid with power. I believe yeah. that's what happened to um, da- uh, Daenerys's father, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. And then at a certain point, they started keeping the drag, like locking the dragons away. The dragons got smaller. And we kind of, you know, I- I'm kind of like, so I think that that might be where we're going with the series is to see all, like all of the backstory that we know just from dialogue in game of thrones and we're going to see mm-hmm. that all play out like the well right it's a, it's the prequel right so the the great thing about this series um you know i was a little bit annoyed about it because in the beginning uh the narrator says that they were like oh you know the only thing that can take down the car the targaryen family are themselves and i was like well duh 
like this is a prequel we understand that so everything like that we already know is going to be like more explains and we're just going to kind of see the back side of what happened and the connections that happens and the arguments that happens which is great it's, it's intimate actually a series that did this well um shout out Spartacus it's kind of old but I remember they did the first season and then they did the prequel season yeah. mm-hmm. and it was honestly very enjoyable so I really like that House of Dragons yes it's a different story but we do get a lot of like it's still yeah it, energy yes and it's still the same world which is really mm-hmm. cool because it's not it's a world that's completely made up that we've all been in love with um you know so I think that that's really good. It, that, like we're just transported right back there. So it's like, we're learning the history that they already knew, which is cool. And like that, the, my biggest question overall for the whole thing is, is, or my, what I'm most excited to see is how far they actually go. Like, are we going to go up to the time of the mad King? You know, are we going to get that far? Yeah. Are we just going to stay in one kind of decade of time or like how much time is actually going to pass through this? So how much are we going to see generationally in this series? Um, because it would be the mad king has always been somebody that i think all game of thrones fans have wanted to see uh, to actually see and because they never really did flashbacks or anything we just got the stories and then maybe some very like cryptic clips of him and the blue fire and you know but we i've always been like oh my god i would totally watch a show that's just about this man because it's fascinating. I mean, oh, absolutely, absolutely fascinating. So it's it's cool. It's like I'm really interested to see how far they take this and and where it goes and you know. Yeah, so. I I don't think that we'll get that far to be honest. I don't um, think either. It's, that's it's just a theory. It's almost two centuries of yeah, and you know. they you know like they can make money off of this series by like doing other spinoffs if this is also successful, which I think it will be because the story is good and you can you can really dive oh, deeply the, into it. Yeah, it hit the most amount of um, premiere streams in HBO history with like ten million last night. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Honestly, I like, I proud to be a HB ho. Yes. Steady riding, you know, for our (laughs) fucking man's. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm excited for the series to unfold. I think it's going to be a fun story, even though we kind of are, have the backgrounds, we know like what it is, you know, two centuries later, but it's still such it's just a great path to explore. It's always fun to do this kind of thing. And we're very nostalgic people. Humans are nostalgic. Like we're, we're sympathetic, sensitive, compassionate creatures. So like, it's fun to go and do something this way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really, really excited. Um, so I think we'll end this episode here. We will be uploading um recaps and our thoughts about every episode on Monday nights um going forward for the rest of the series and um so you know keep up with us subscribe like review and you can also find us online at hb.hose on Instagram hb underscore hose on Twitter I can't put a period in Twitter names so (laughs) I'm not me and uh hose at hbhose dot com is our email so um yeah reach out to us let us know your reviews you know things that you might want us to talk about in more detail and and we'll definitely 
you know, shout out whoever hits us up. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like eventually, or maybe right away, you can leave us a review. Like we'll read them. Just don't say anything rude, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, well, to us is fine, but nothing to like the masses. No, no isms. Right. You know, yeah. like, let's not, let's not do that. But like, yeah, give us a five star or we'll, we'll read your review and like, definitely come hang with us. If you love HBO shows, if you love game of thrones if you love house of dragons you know eventually we're going to do some other series we'd like to go back and unarchive some old series that have already been shown mm-hmm. um but we'll keep you updated so thanks for tuning in go and be a little slut for hbo go yeah. be your hbo self yes all right bye guys see you later <laughs>